Welcome to Eat the Diet podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Cadore, and I'm delighted to be here with Mark Jones. Mark Jones is the founder and director of 360 Rehab and help people out to get out of pain and back to the life they want to live. So welcome, Mark Jones. Thank you, Mariana. Nice to be on. <laughs> so, Mark, start to tell me a little bit what in your life made you turn in to help people with pain. Tell me a little bit about your background. Okay, I kind of fell into it. It's slightly funny. Um, I was a physical trainer, but I wasn't particularly gifted with ball sports and throwing and kitchen and kicking and catching skills. So um, I started off as an adventure training instructor, uh, taking people outdoors, climbing, walking and, and coaching and leadership. And then um, this, they, they opened up this new branch basically this new this new cadre of uh, therapists which was exercise therapist working with physios and doctors and it was to I suppose work alongside to deliver uh, an exercise therapy package for all service personnel and I just took to it and um, I thought I, I really fancy that I'm, I'm not doing too well kicking throwing and catching so maybe I'll be better at that um, and it was quite profound. I um, I went on a course. It was a tri-service course, which means Army, Navy, Air Force. Uh, met some great people, but learned some really cool stuff. And that's and that's really where um, the, the 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 love for the therapy come from. I remember sitting in one of the lessons in my very first uh, couple of weeks, and they they told me how a scab was formed, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, so you've got all these chemicals flowing around in the blood. And they can clot at any time, but they don't unless you get cut. And then there's a chemical reaction. And then it just went into this massive process of a scab. And I'm sat there going, whoa, scab. And everyone was just looking at me going, whoa, you're weird. But I just found <laughs> the body to be so fascinating. And, and, and honestly, it was, it, was, it was from that moment. I, I, I just thought, how much stuff don't we know about this amazing body? And, and the journey really has been since 2007. Um, and I've just tried to learn and trying to work out more amazing things about how this body works. And the the real love is this. It's so much more complex and advanced and amazing than anyone has ever believed. You know, it can do so much. And I think another thing that really screams out is there is no one studying the body in any form of therapy or, you know, nutrition, physical therapy, pharmaceuticals, surgeons, like no one ever has said, or no governing body has said, right, this is the body and this is how it works. Yeah. No one, no one knows. We, we still don't know. So I, I have a very upbeat understanding of the body, I think, very optimistic. And when people go, oh, this is rubbish, my back pain, it's like, I'll stop you there. <laughs> it's not. Your, your pain is actually a solution that your brain's trying to deal with something somewhere else. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I can talk forever, so make sure you, you keep me on a tight <laughs> leash, Mariana. No, it's, um, it's fantastic. Me and Mark, uh, we always have long conversations about the body because we're both very fascinated about the body. As he says, um, the body is so complex. No human being ever discover everything and nor will ever be able to. And we cannot even um, ever manipulate, uh, have a, a machine or anything that do anything similar. 
we change like right. 330 billion cells per day. It's just an amount of <laughs> the numbers when you start to run how many liters of blood the body filter per day, um, how many cells it change and rebuild per day. It's just at least me and Mark, <laughs> we get more fascinated <laughs> about the body. So it, it's a great story. And um, what did you find that was, um, you couldn't agree with what you was looking in a rehab. Uh, there's a normal way to treat people. We've been applying neurology to treat hmm. people. So tell me what was the things that uh, gotten or knew that like it's gotta have a, a better way okay to do this. yeah and no, i remember it quite clearly actually it was when you're in the military you're literally with your mates you're always around them you know, go on a ship there's 160 70 people i mean that's on a small frigate when you you when you're working as a physical trainer you, you build close relationships and they're not they're not colleagues they're not clients they're not they're your mates you know and you get you get a real tight bond with them um it doesn't matter where you go you generally tend to to mix quite quickly with people and, and learn about them quite quite quickly too so people become your friends quite quickly and and even working in um in a rehabilitation unit where you maybe would see um, there's two different types of rehab unit you've got regional rehab units where people will come together for a condensed three-week course or you've got um the the outstation satellite stations where they will see them until they till they get better essentially in in either in either area you you become quite close with these people and when when you're dealing with people who are essentially your friends and you're delivering therapies you just want to know what you've learned works and i think a lot of people get despondent in their trades you know i'm sure physios chiros osteos doctors i've spoke to a few doctors they get depressed because they're following these protocols that they've been told work and they know they don't work because it's just like you said that we still don't under, we still don't understand because of the sheer amount of processes and the western medical world they they want a real simplified version of if someone's got knee pain you've got to rub it here and you've got to do that one exercise and that's what that's what the nhs really want and the military was following suit uh, and I remember having a conversation with a uh, with one of the top uh, exercise rehabilitation instructors, which is what they're called in the military. And and I said to the guy who was the senior tutor at Headley Court at the time, and I said, uh, these uh, these shoulder exercises, these theraband exercises, we give them out, but I noticed that they they don't really have an effect. What, what's your experience? Well, they don't work. Uh, all right. Why why are you teaching us it? And then why are you telling us that it that it works? He goes. Well, we, there's nothing really else you can give them, really, is there? <laughs> I was just, oh, you're teaching us something you know doesn't work. And then, you know, that creates doubt as well. But I just I just remember looking at people and and also in the complex trauma, people would go and, and these poor, poor guys would suffer like some really horrendous injuries, um, amputees, PTSD. And and I'm seeing this amazing human body, um, which with this resilience and human spirit which is a big one i'd like to talk about in a bit um and you just want to give you want to help them out of pain because you've seen what they've suffered you know these guys have essentially but well, they have they fought for the country um but they're in pain and, and you 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 go to work to help them out of it and you just want to know 
you're doing something that's real. You're serving mm-hmm. a purpose. So I suppose my journey was sparked by there's got to be a way. Yes. There's, there's, there has to be something. I refuse to believe that someone in pain can't be helped. And essentially, that's been the main driver for everything. I'm, I did a sports rehabilitation degree. Um, I went to America to study functional biomechanics under the Gray Institute. I've studied four different types of neurology just because it's like, wow, how has it all go together? And, and massage and laser and, and all these things. And it's just, you've, the, I think the real thing is you've got to know the, you've got to try and know the person. When, when someone comes in, you have to try and find out who they are yes. and not what they've got. Yes. Then, yeah. then you're in front. I, I couldn't agree more because um, we cannot uh, just put in a box. Uh, this, this person has a knee pain. Yeah. Sometimes when we uncover things, it can be in the hips. It can be in a concussion. It, it can be in anything, isn't it, Mark? Mm. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. And sometimes you get in a habit. So people ask me as well, like, what do you think about this exercise for for knee pain but um yeah great but is that the problem that the person is uh, passing or no so mark mm. know very well that sometimes is the lifestyle or how people will use the body so he have all these tools and he can recommend oh this tool is good for this person sometimes it's a completely di- different thing so what is your mantra when you see a body what is your mantra essentially the the body heals itself we just have to help create the environment and the we is any therapist whether it's doctor nutritionist everyone is able to create a better environment for for the person they're trying to trying to they're trying to heal and people come to you sometimes and say oh you're you're going to fix me and i'll go no i promise you 100 percent. i i will not fix you because that's that's yeah. <laughs> Um, and often it's not very simple. There's there's other factors. There's a lot of factors, but essentially, you heal yourself. Um, a surgeon can remove something that's quite noxious, or they can sew up something that's been damaged, like a you know you've, you've cut yourself. But that doesn't heal you. Your body then has to undertake the healing process. So so that's what it is. And I think when you consider yourself that you're helping create an environment, you you have to go on a journey with them and. And also explain to people that it, it's their responsibility, it's their journey, and I'm and I'm going to impart as much as I know. I don't know everything; no one does. Um, but I'll impart as much as I I can possibly to assist them and help them. But ultimately, they they have to do this themselves. Um, yes. So basically, what you are saying is self healing is what the body is working full time for you. And if it's no self healing, there is something behind. There is something yes. in the environment that you can improve, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And, and the other thing is we face what you just told, like, I'm not going to heal you. You have to do this. We are facing um, a generation that is very used to go to the doctor, give me a mm. pill, heal me, do this and heal me. Give it. Um, so they don't have to partake in the healing process. And we know very well that doesn't uh, solve the source of the problem, isn't it? If the person doesn't partake, how do you deal with this? How do you incentivate people to partake? Um, I think first of all, you're trying to explain to them 
what's going on. Pe- people will always come in with a, a pain complaint. Uh, generally, that's, that's the only time people are going to spend money. <laughs> it's got to stop from doing something first, right? So if it's something they love doing or they can't go to work or, or the pain's too much. So you kind of have to just let them in on what's going on. Like you can't, you say, you can't just keep whipping your body and making it do something or starving it of a form of nutrition that that could be sunlight it could be rest of often in the the climate that or the current generation we live in people are time poor rather than money poor um so they, we fill all our gaps we don't give ourselves enough space to think and 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 it's all energy everything is energy so if you're constantly on the go well how can you expect your body to heal if you're not giving it something? And, and it's just trying to create a pause or a break and just get them to consider the things that their body's been doing. You know, if they're 70 years old and have had accidents and knocks, bumps, niggles, emotional traumas, you just have to stop and you have to, first of all, find those things, discuss it with them. And, and that takes a bit of time because people will sign the sign the. The, the the entrance criteria form and, and I ask them about any previous bumps, knocks, niggles and it's surprising them how how few people actually remember anything that's ever happened to them and mm. you can be talking to someone and say oh any 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 broken bones no 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 uh, any injuries no 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 and you go okay and then you're like, I really need to know because your your body is like your brain's like a computer system and it it keeps a memory file of everything that ever happened to you. I really need to know everything that's happened to you. And that, that takes people back. So I think, and as you're talking, the, the people start to realize, actually, I've been in a lot. I've been in a car crash. I had that surgery. I got divorced. And, and then when you find all these things, they're the stepping stones. But sometimes just repeating back things that they've been through, they, they, they get that moment where they sit there and, wow, actually, I've, I've abused my body, haven't I? And, and you just want you just want to change it, change change tack on them, and get them to realise that it there's there's stuff there that needs to be helped, but they also have to do something for themselves. Yeah, my, has to be practical. It has to be practical, and I think people don't don't stop to think about. Um, <laughs> you only see the world with the lenses of your body, and if your body is not working well, uh, you don't see life in a good way. Um, and we can say many, many forms. So, for example, uh, if you are completely in pain, or oh, you cannot be really striving in work and doing like all the amazing things you want to do at, or being hmm. traveling, whatever you, you really like doing, um, you got to take care of this vehicle you are in, the body, hmm. to be able to do everything you want, to achieve all the dreams you want, all the ambitions you have. But people don't usually stop to appreciate. And when they stop, it's a little bit um, in the crisis point. Let's say they are red with pain. They are red yeah. uh, with a situation uh, very painful, very difficult to deal. You can deal, but it starts to be very difficult. And they are in desperation ahead. Uh, so uh, usually when people stop, they are red desperate to get rid of the pain. Um, mm. And that's the point we, we go in, isn't it, to highlight and um, welcome, invite to this new thought of your body is amazing. Mm. <laughs> it's fantastic. Please uh, be conscious about what you do, how you treat and other things that is possible. The other thing I would like to ask you 
is um, in your vision of neurology, the pain that someone is feeling on the knee, is that on the knee or is in the brain? Tell us about this view of pain itself. Well, that's a little bit chicken and egg right there. Um, <laughs> well, pain is perceived in the brain. Um, so there, there was Laura Mosley. He's, a, he's a, an Australian physiotherapist who's currently the leading light in um, a, a, a functional approach to pain. Uh, and and, it, and it, it really depends on whether the brain perceives great danger and it will just turn the volume up. So pain is like is the brain's um out output to a perceived threat basically so it's it's all about threats if your nervous system's threatened it will let you know uh with with pain and and pain serves to protect you anyway so if there are some some children born unfortunately and they don't have pain receptors uh and and uh the products generally don't live past 15 years old because their appendix would burst they don't know uh, they trap fingers indoors, they break bones, they, they damage themselves and they don't know. So when you when you look at that and you say pain keeps you alive, but then sometimes if and, and it depends if it's acute or chronic, if it's like if it's within three months, it's, it's deemed acute. So it's like a fresh pain. Your brain it's, it's a different process in your brain. Chronic can become a learned behavior. People you can see people's faces turning up. Say, for instance, they don't like going up and down the stairs. And you say, tell us what it's like going up the stairs. And you'll see their face can talk. They're, they're experiencing pain because their brain's remembering what it's like going up. So it is a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Where is it? Essentially, if you're experiencing pain, there is dis-ease in the body. And I think that's that's what you've got to go after. Um, when, when we're talking about specifically on a site, the, the one thing I normally see is if there's muscular pain. It generally means there's an imbalance in the system. And actually what you're feeling, this, this ache and this pain, is often a solution to a problem that you don't know you've had or you've got. So say, for instance, you've, you've, you've went over, you've broken an ankle. It kind of stays in the system and your body will suck it up for so long. And then it starts presenting pains elsewhere. But the pains you're feeling are the... Are the altered biomechanics dealing with this old injury that, that that you've got so a really common one is low back pain which generally comes from the origin or, or the, the insertion of the muscles called the psoas the hip flexors and they go all the way up the lumbar spine um, and if you've got something called a vestibular dysfunction which is where your eyes and your ears which essentially run a system like a gyroscope uh, to keep you upright if that gets knocked out, which can be from the ankle injury, your brain feels a little bit wooey. You lose a lot of core control and therefore the psoas or the hip flexor will come in to help you because it's in a position of stability. So it will stabilize you. But because it's not its day job, it, it, it runs, it fuels differently. So it can't hold, it can hold you powerfully for a short period of time, but it can't do it for long. So when a muscle whose primary role is to move you, starts trying to hold you, because there's two types of muscles, stabilizers and mobilizers. If the mobilizers, being the hip flexor, is trying to hold you and stabilize you and keep you safe, over a prolonged period of time, it will start aching. And because of where it's attaching, you'll feel it in your back. So people come in with back pain and quite often 
the problem is, in fact, nearly always, it's never where they feel it. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. I've kind of gone off on a tangent there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm always fascinated to talk about the body because I love this. Is um, We, as people dealing with the body, we see this, that the problem is usually know where the pain is. Mm-hmm. Exactly how Mark said so beautifully. And difficult for people that um, didn't learn these things yet to grasp this knowledge is... Um, Neurology is um, improving in the uh, speed of the light now when the recent studies is uh, 15 years ago. Mm. So, so much has changed in our understanding of the body. And so many times uh, what we learn in, sc- in school is completely outdated. Or yeah. what, what we learn in the university is completely outdated because they didn't got this uh, update of neurology yet so people uh, just believe in what they know what they mm. learn it but now um, neurology has changed completely our mind of how the body works and how to deal with pain and i think is um is an invitation that um, mark is giving here for people to start to think on the body differently and the solutions are just incredible and much faster much much faster much more mm. clever and that's where we are now less question i want here for our audiences give three tips for them if they are um, starting to exercise so they can take care of their bodies in a way that they don't end up in <laughs> physiotherapy okay. or th- and need to take care of injuries <clears throat> Yeah, okay. Um, I think the first thing is, is what do you do every day? Um, because they, they will be your go-to exercises. It obviously depends on, on your background or your age group or, or what, what you do. If you're a high-level tennis player, you know, you're going to be wanting to return back to that. But if you have to just go up and down stairs or if you're a grandparent and pick up your kids, you have to start there. You have to start what, what they need to do every day. And it it has to, yeah, it has to be relevant to, to the person. And also, it has to be something they want to do. <laughs> the amount of times I've written programs out and, and you go, have you done your exercises? No. <laughs> uh, I, I, they'll give you all sorts of reasons. So if you can make it relevant, as in you've got to get out. I mean, I've heard a lot of, I, I have heard people come in and say, my doctor's told me not to exercise. I'm like, right, okay. Um, what's he told you not to do? No squatting. No squatting. Right. Okay. So, so what I want you to do is when you wake up in the morning, I, I need you not to get out of bed. <laughs> and they look at you and say, well, you can't get out of bed because then to sit back down, that's a squat. So we rule that one out. And then <laughs> no lunging. Right. Okay. So, um, so I don't want you to go up and down your stairs. You're going to have to sleep downstairs. Exactly. Well, what do you mean? Well, well, that that's lunging. <laughs> you, you do these things. So I think um, do the things that they need to do every day. Yeah. Then make them relevant. Try to make them fun as well. Try to make them see the importance and actually do something that they want to do. And and also to see when when we do the exercises in the clinic, one of the things I'll do is I'll say, show me what, show me what you don't like doing. Show me what hurts or show me um yes yeah, show, show me what you can't do but want to do and then you you give them an exercise and then you'll work around it there's mul- multiple different ways you could do it but you try and show them that by applying the exercise um that 
that they will start to see a change. And I think that's 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 one of the biggest problems in in any exercise based industry where do these exercises and a lot of people do them aimlessly. They don't know why they're doing them. They and they and they don't see a rel- they don't see any relevance to it, but they don't see themselves getting better. And um, sorry, I'm, again, I'm going off a tangent, but um, someone for the hips people uh, will give out um, a, a clamshell, and a clamshell means you lay on your side with your knees bent, keep yourself in a straight line, and you open up the top leg, and that works your glutes. When actually, it, it's back to front. Your, your glutes actually don't do that. Um, you move the other way when you walk, your leg will load in. So as long as you can say to someone, I'm getting you to do this, so this happens, and you become stronger. So so I think that's 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 the top tips. It's got to be something that they do every day. It's got to be relevant to them. And it also has to be something that they, they, they're going to adhere to. So so they need to see some changes pretty quickly. And and if you give the right exercise, you you'll see changes very very quickly and i think once they've seen something change they will stick to it so it's all about doing what they'd adhere to and i think really people just want to understand why they're doing something yeah. and that's the piece that's missing really if, as long as you can say to them i'm going to get you to do this because you want to do that and it's going to help you get there uh, and once they have the aha moment on their face you go ah maybe i'll do them once <laughs> oh, does, does that does that answer your question it's- Great tips. I think the audience got so much, so much in this interview. If you could just say one message, uh, if you just have the chance of um, sharing one message to the world, what would you say? You can't put me on the spot like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You need to move, people. You need to move. It doesn't matter if you're nine months or 90 years old. You have to move. Find something you love doing and do it. And, and and love what you do. Love how your body moves and appreciate it and enjoy it. Enjoy, move and enjoy moving. I think I think that's it. Um, there's, there's so much. There is there is there's so much about got to do this. You got to do that and follow this. But it's like just love moving. Just love moving. Like if you can catch yourself running and go, oh, like, wow, I feel great. Uh, and it doesn't have to be running. It could be walking. It could be cycling and just enjoying where that takes you that we're designed to do that move and enjoy it do what you enjoy doing that's my message thank you so much please share how my audience can find you uh, where your clinic is located and your website or social media thank you mariana okay so uh, i'm 360 rehab i'm based in devon Uh, it's 360rehab.com and everything you need to know about me will will be on there. The clinic's growing. We're starting to get um, some more staff come in. I've just in, I've just had my daughter working with me for two years, so she's coming through. Um, yeah, if you're in any pain, if you have any pain complaint or you're not unable to do something, check us out on on online. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys soon. Thank you very much. I'll will be in the details of this podcast. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Mariana.